0: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today
1: is Tuesday, June 13th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful for new experiences.
0: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our incredibly comfortable bed.
1: We I do love our room. We, we have do, a really comfortable bed. We do have a comfy bed. You know, you, remember when we got it, you didn't really care for it.
0: I didn't. Well, I did, but I was very obsessed with our old mattress. Yeah. And here's the sad thing is like, So we got the mattress. We used to endorse the mattress company. I can't remember the name of the mattress company. And since we've been doing Cozy Earth and like talking about all of the, like our bed all the time, everyone's like, oh, what mattress do you have? I can't remember the name of the company we endorsed. The bed is fantastic. There's no logo on it.
2: So I can't,
0: yeah. And I've looked and I can't remember. I'm like, cause it was so long ago. I think I know. It was two or three years ago, and the mattress is great, but I cannot remember for the life of me.
1: Brooklyn Bedding.
0: Was it? Yep. Okay, well, their mattress is really comfortable. And I believe that we have the Spartan. Oh, yeah, I remember the Spartan, because yep. I remember thinking, like, that sounds very, like, tough. Well, it's, I feel like it should be, like, the snuggle.
1: It's, it's marketed toward... The Spartan, they say, is best for athletes because it helps your body recover. That's us. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's just, I I don't know if it's the same technology as the Tempur-Pedic type stuff, but I've never had a Tempur-Pedic bed. I know, I know people who have had them, and they they say they're the greatest and the most incredible mattress you've ever slept on. Uh, I would say that this is is the same vibe. You just, you kind of settle into it. There's no... It's not lopsided at all. It t- regulates the temperature well. And that's what Cozier Sheets do. They they don't keep, for some somehow, they don't keep you too hot or too cold. So combined with this mattress, match made in heaven.
0: It's just really incredible. And we all know how much I love my bed. Jeff Teller does not appreciate the, Jeff doesn't appreciate good bed naps. I feel like you don't.
1: I like a couch nap
0: yeah right, Jeff uh, prefers the couch nap I am all in on our bed
1: because if I take a bed nap, I'm gone for the day.
0: you're never getting up no too comfortable too comfortable mm, okay
1: a, a couch nap at some point you have to to stand up and go all right I need to stretch yep. I, I need to move yep. I can't be, I can't lie on this couch all day but a bed nap all day you gotta while I'm here I might as well stay here it's so warm it's so cozy. We're doing the show right now from our new studio space at Poncey Market. Yes. And uh, we just set it up maybe an hour, hour and a half ago. And uh this will be the very first. We didn't even do a test. Run. This right here is the test run.
0: Yes, this is the test run. We're at Industrious at Pond City Market and Industrious is opening a podcast studio that we are working on. We just set like Jeff said, we just set up the equipment. This is considered our test run. So I don't know how it sounds. In my ears, it sounds really good. Mm-hmm.
1: But won't, we won't, know until we pull it up. We'll take the audio home. I'll pull it up in the studio and listen to it. Um, I'm a
0: little worried about the table, like my microphone, the table's marble, Yeah, which it sounds very fancy. Um, but we, my microphone is pointed up at my face. So I'm talking down to the table and I can kind of hear a little bit of an echo off the table. Um, I don't
1: think so. I think that's in your head. You do. If anything, the echo is coming off the wall that's right behind me, but it should, I don't think you'll. notice sit in. Nope. Yeah. Technology, I, and I'll give anybody who is thinking about starting a podcast, who's listening to this or knows somebody who is, I there are a few things that I tell people right off the bat. Callie's heard them all a hundred times, so you probably know what I'm about to say. Uh, number one is don't skimp on the microphone. Get a quality microphone because that makes all of the difference. This room is acoustically, people would call it a nightmare.
0: Yeah, it has, we are surrounded by glass walls on three sides.
1: Three glass walls, and this is concrete.
0: Yeah, and a concrete wall. We have wood floors, we have a marble table, we have like a high ceilings.
1: That's good. The high ceiling is good. The air handler. That's right next to it, not ideal.
0: But here's the difference between a cheap microphone and I say cheap, meaning not well made. You know, these, the ones that we're on right now are like our new favorite microphones and they're not very expensive, but.
1: Rode, R-O-D-E is the company that makes them. And the ones that we're using right now are the PodMic, all one word, P-O-D-M-I-C. They cost 99 bucks.
0: And the difference between a nice and a crappy microphone is a nice microphone will kind of take the sound, the ambient sound of whatever's around you out of the equation. Right. If I had a microphone, there's this really beautiful microphone at Target. It's white, which is of course why I love it. And like rose gold, it's beautiful. It's $32. That's going to pick up everything. Right. That's going to pick up me scratching my arm. That's going to pick up the guy next door walking down the hall. It's just going to pick up everything that's going to make editing a nightmare and probably listening a nightmare. So yeah, microphones, now, the power of microphones. I feel like 20 years ago, you would have looked at this room and said, there's no way, there's no way we can do a broadcast in here. T- Why? can, and it's awesome. And right now I'm looking out, like I am looking out at Atlanta and yeah, it's just, it feels so cool in here. Pond City Market is so cool.
1: Yeah, everything about this building is awesome. From the courtyard you walk through to get in to the elevator to the uh, the the food. They don't call it a food court; it's the food hall,
0: right? That has
1: all of the restaurants. Um, the, the people are cool. The restaurants are restaurants that all look delicious, but you've never heard of any of them, right? They're not. You know, it's not Panda Express and Dairy Queen and Sparrow, right? Um, it's just, it's everything down here is cool. And it just- I, I feel
0: cool sitting in here. Right. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Yeah. So uh, this is the first step in the 1022 Studios project. So if you have been thinking about starting a podcast, or if you have one and you want to uh, make the production process easier, if you just want to walk into a room and turn on some microphones and record, then shoot us a message because- Uh, We'll be up and running, I think, within the week, right?
0: I don't know. I mean, we got to confirm that they're ready to go. But yeah, I mean, this is is the deal. And we could
1: probably, for the first week or two, we could probably work a good deal because we're going to need someone who can kind of trial run. So we're going to have, it's going to be a self-serving studio. So they'll let you in. There will be some cards in here that explain how to use the equipment and how to set it up for different situations. You just follow the instructions on the cards. So the first week or two, the first people who use it are going to kind of be Guinea pigs Mm -hmm. who are going to make sure that we didn't leave something really important out of the instructions. Yeah. Like hit record. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Minor details. Cause yeah, we haven't done this before for other people. Like we've done it for ourselves a couple of times. You've set up, you've had a studio in every house you've, yeah. lived in since I've known you yep. in some capacity. So I think sometimes, you know, it's one of those things when you are looking at something for so long or when you do it for so long and you're in your routine, Right. it's like how we were talking about the yearbook friends was spelled wrong, yes. but the person who was editing the yearbook probably read that 50 million times. times right. Yeah. So anyways, um, it's not up for booking yet, but we'll let you know as soon as it is, Industrious is like the coolest space. They're kind of taking over upon city market. They've got like three, three floors, floors,
1: seven, eight, and part of two, I think. Yeah. Earlier when we were getting everything set up, I could tell that Kelly was not having a good day.
0: I, it's not that I'm having a bad day. I cannot regulate my emotions right now. And it is I, I wish that I could, I wish that I could, I had a better poker face. And I also wish that I didn't want to cry all the time, but that's just where we are right now.
1: Well, I think, and the problem is we are, we have got so many moving parts with 1022 right now that, and we've got so many balls in the air. There's just a lot of stress around the business and, so I can't get a read on whether you're I, on your face. It's just anguish. It's, it's heart. It's breaking my heart. And I, and I, it's everything that I can do not to ask you every five minutes if you're okay. And I know it feels like I ask you, but I'm trying to regulate it. So it's probably only once every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But I keep saying, what can I do? How can I help? And I know there's nothing because it's all the hor- It's, it's the hormones that you're getting shot up with, mm-hmm. number one, still every day. The hormones that you're taking by pill every morning. And then the third thing is the, um, the hormones that your body's just creating because you're, you're growing a little boop. Yeah. So I am trying to really self-regulate my, how can I help you? Thank you. But I know that every time, I, I as it's coming out of my mouth, I know it makes you hate me.
0: It, it's just irritating because I, I feel like I've told you once, like I it's know. not like I'm playing a game where I'm like, you know, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's not that kind of a game. I just really feel weepy all the time. And every time you ask me, I'm like, okay, nothing has changed. I know 10 minutes ago. And I, I appreciate know. how sweet and concerned you are, but yeah, I just can't help it. And I posted a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram account, this Brene Brown was doing this guy's podcast. Um, and she said something that reminded me of why we do the one to 10 scale check-in every Friday. Yes. And I want to play that for you.
1: And what she said, what Callie is about to play is the exact reason I said to Callie when after the 50th time I said, how can I help you knowing what her answer would be? I said to her, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take charge for the next 48 hours. Yeah. Because you are. I can't do it. You're you're struggling right now, so I'm just I'm going to stop asking what I can do. I know what's on your to do list. Here's what I'm going to take over,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you can you can take these stresses off your off your plate. And I 100 did that because of this audio that you shared last week.
2: Everyone says marriage should be 50 50. It's the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. It's never 50 50. Yeah, ever. And so what we do is we quantify where we are. So if Steve comes home and he'll be like, I got 20. Just in terms of energy? Just energy, investment, kindness, patience. I'm at a 20. And I'll be like, I'll cover you. I got you, brother. Like, I'll pull the 80. Sometimes we come home, which we have done a lot. My mom has been sick. And I'll say, I've got 10. And Steve, like two days ago, said, I'm riding a solid 25. So we know that we have to sit down at the table anytime we have less than 100 combined. And figure out a plan of kindness toward each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because the thing is, marriage is not something that's 50-50. A partnership works when you can carry their 20 or they can carry your 20. And that when you both just have 20, you have a plan where you don't right. hurt each other. Brilliant. And yeah. And so
1: it's one of those things. And this is why Brene Brown is so successful. Because it may it is so easy to do. And it's so obvious and it makes complete sense the minute it's said out loud. She's the one who's smart enough to hack it and say it out loud. Right. But if marriage isn't 50-50. Any relationship isn't 50-50. Yeah.
0: And hopefully, I mean, it's a sliding scale. So sometimes one person is 80. Sometimes the other person's 20. And that's fine. And that's how it is in our relationship. I. It's a very rare time when we're both 50-50 or when things are exactly 50-50
1: it's a very rare time also when we're both 2020.
0: It's also a very rare time when we're both 2020. So, you know, the one to 10 scale check and the good thing about doing that with whether it's your coworkers or your significant other or whatever is to know when someone else is a four or five so you can come the rest Um, or, you know, to just course correct. Like when that day last week when Jeff was in a bad mood, I'm like, this is not the day that I need to talk to him about X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Um, So you can adjust accordingly. And I'm just, I'm like a 15%. Yeah. Like that's what I have to give this week. So, and And I I don't have, my patience is next to nothing. And it's just, it's not forever, but that's when you're good about saying, okay, I got it. I got, you know, the 85%.
1: When you're feeling like this, does it have to be, do, do you feel better and this might not be a a, a a fair question while someone is pregnant um but when a woman is feeling this way do you do you physically feel better after you cry mm. and the question is the follow-up to, to the second part of that is does the source of the cry impact how you will feel
0: I don't know what that means
1: so. You said you were just feeling weepy. Mm-hmm. If something triggered you and you just cried it out,
3: mm-hmm.
1: does that do something to your hormones, to your system, to your whatever, where afterwards you just feel better? It might only be 5% so. better. I
3: don't think so. You
1: just feel, you still feel weepy, but you feel weepy and you've cried. Yeah. Oh, because I was I was just wondering if-, if then my follow up to that was: if you did feel better, are there certain types of things that you need to trigger the cry?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to cry. I my level of frustration right now, the cloud, the filter that is on my whole life right now is I feel like everybody, nobody's doing their job around me, <laughs> right? And everyone's being unproductive. I've been so there. me, yes. I'm like, oh my god, do your job, right? You. You and you, do your job.
1: You know what I can tell you're getting like that? When um, you get mad at the dogs.
0: What did I get mad
1: at the dogs about? You did it last night where Lily was just, I don't know if it was dinner time. I don't know if she needed to go outside, but she was just around you. And normally you're the Lily whisperer. You're like, oh, you need some water. But you said, you looked down at Lily and you said, I just need you to give me some space. (laughs) To a dog. And I think she kinda of, she was she I think she was responded with, all right, I'm gonna go sit over here. Yeah. And then she sat in the corner, but I can tell when you're getting like that because you get mad at the dogs.
0: Yeah, I just it's really not good. And I, I feel a little bad for you, but I don't feel that bad for you because you're getting a baby out of it. So I don't feel that bad for you.
1: Well, let's save that judgment until we see how cute of a baby you make. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So
1: And the bar's been set pretty high. Thank you, by the way, to everybody who heard. Ellie's podcast and provided positive feedback. She's very proud of her first
0: her first podcast. Her
1: first show about going if you didn't hear it, it came out uh yesterday.
0: As a bonus episode.
1: Yeah, before the regular episode. And she talked about um, things that are really, really important to two year olds. For example, what am I gonna buy when I go to Target? Her answer, peanut butter and jelly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have I talked about the country of Slow Jamistan on the podcast yet? (laughs) No. Okay. You'd remember that, right?
0: uh, Yeah. And I have no idea where you're going with this.
1: Slow Jamistan is a country in the California desert. Maybe it's Arizona. Maybe it's Nevada. I don't know. Out West. Out West. It's an 11 acre country that has been founded by a guy named Randy Williams, who I used to work with. In Tucson, Arizona, he started a show in Tucson called the Sunday Night Slow Jams. Mm -hmm. And it's just to remember the long distance dedications that Casey Kasem used to do. Yes. Right. And Mm -hmm. he would say, hi, my name is Jeff and I currently live in Atlanta, but I'm in love with a woman named Callie and she lives in blah, blah, blah. And she's just so special. And then, you know, he plays a love song. Mm -hmm. The the Randy, who goes by R-dub, Randy, R-W, Randy Williams, R-W, mm-hmm. he goes by R-Dub. R-Dub has made a career out of slow jams and long distance dedication type things and call and request shows. He has a hundred and something affiliates, I think.
3: Oh my uh, God. All, okay.
1: all over, not just all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. And um, Good he- Good for him. Yeah. And he's based out of San Diego. Well, he decided- a few years ago that he was going to visit and get his passport stamped by all 193 countries in the world. Okay. He just accomplished it this year. That's awesome. So there's a whole bunch of people. Uh, Wait, it,
0: like North Korea.
1: Yes. He's been to Whoa. North Korea. Um, he's been to Syria. He's been to all of the tumultuous Middle East countries. Yeah. He's been to uh, every, I don't I'm, need
0: an adrenaline rush that much. That, that no. scares me to no yeah. end.
1: Yeah. So he, um, and he did it all legit. I don't think he snuck in anywhere. It wasn't, right. he didn't go to well, South. Well, he's getting
0: passport stamps. He's right. not sneaking in anywhere.
1: Well, I don't know if you can, you can't just travel to North Korea. So I think he had to volunteer. You, had can, to be, you
0: can go with like a tourist group. I yeah, but, yeah,
1: but I think it's labeled as a humanitarian mission. Maybe, I don't know how he did it, but he went to all 193. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was talking to him about, this, this accomplishment and it and and Daily Mail you know the newspaper that the online the website the British newspaper that has the website that you and I both get addicted to mm-hmm. because they know they know the algorithm they know how to get us to keep reading right. yeah um they did a whole write-up on him but they didn't focus on the 193 countries they focused on the fact that he bought 11 acres of desert. And he named it a he called it a sovereign nation. Oh my God! Named it Slow Jamistan after his yeah. thing, and um, declared himself the Sultan of Slow Jamistan. I and he's getting tons of press and publicity off of it.
0: I don't understand the sovereign citizen thing. How it's is made, that legal?
1: With him, it's a well, it's not. But with him, it's a
0: joke. But don't people say all the time, like, what makes you think you can just declare yourself a, a sovereign citizen and then just not follow the laws? Without um, really getting into trouble. It's
1: um I only I only know this because I saw it on a, you know, live PD video or something. Yeah. Where they pulled somebody over and like you can't
0: pull me over, I'm a sovereign citizen.
1: Yeah. So they they take they find nuances in language. So in the law. Yeah. So you can't the constitution allows for freedom of travel, which means Law cannot impede you traveling, so they have no right to prevent you from, they can't stop you, so therefore they can't give you a ticket because you have freedom of, it's just, it's just the nuance, it's just a thing.
0: Google it if you've never heard of it, because it's really... It's just the- People are interesting. The
1: the people who declare that, I just wish I had that. I don't even have that confidence when I'm completely in the right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If I I order a pizza, Yeah, I'm not following the law. I'm just not because I'm different than you and I don't follow laws.
1: (laughs) If I order a pizza and uh, I get supreme with, I want everything on it except mushrooms and it comes with mushrooms, I'm eating the mushrooms, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm because I, eh, well, yeah, I don't want to bother them. Yeah. I just wish I had the confidence to say- Yeah, I'm not going to, you know, laws, I'm not going to do that.
0: Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is that researchers have found that three-day weekends increase employee productivity by 40%. Microsoft gave 2,300 members of their team every Friday off for a month to try it out. And employees spent 20% less time in the workplace, but they were 40% more productive. And I, I will say yes. yes to that, because I do think that to some extent, like your brain's not going to function perfectly for five days a week. Yeah, and if you know you only have four days to get everything in, I feel like you're more efficient with that time, and I think
1: we just I think we just have to realize that every scenario is different. So there are some jobs that would be great Monday through Friday, five days a week with traditional weekends off. There would be some other jobs. Like what? Oh, I don't know. A bank, for example. Mm -hmm. Bank should be open Monday through Friday. Right. A tech company where they could tack on an extra hour or two every day. There might be some situations where uh, somebody would come in. I mean, if I... if. When I was in my 20s, if I wasn't working in radio and I had a tech job, which I think I probably would have gone into something like that, when I'm 20-something years old, I would have no problem going in Monday through Wednesday, 7 a.m. to 7 Mm p.m., 12 hours a day for three days a week. And then I would go in on Thursday, let's say 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay, so that's going to put me at forty-two hours a week. I am done by three p.m. on Thursday. I've got my Thursday night. I've got my Friday. Got Saturday, Sunday. That, but you are going to get hard. Like I am going to be in the zone doing techie stuff. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I just think we have to get rid of the mentality that it's just got to be. That's the way it's always been. Yeah. You know, the problem is the bigger problem. Which I, I'm only saying because I'm sure there's people shouting at their at their you know podcast device right now. For parents, you need to be we can't everybody can't be on a different schedule because of school. You know what I mean? Like the, the, schools can't suddenly decide to do four day work weeks. No, schools you know can't,
0: that? but adult things can, and then we can have
1: well no, no but look, but, kids you're, at but you can't mandate seven a.m. to seven p.m working hours because a parent that doesn't work for a parent you know right. mm-hmm. that that's where the consistency i think is important okay your second random thing is if you have been thinking about uh, making a move getting a new house there is a castle it's in the united kingdom that is coming in at just under $30,000 this is my overseas fantasy um it's called the bro brow b r o u g h lodge bro, no b r Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> That's what I said, but it found it sounded funny saying it out loud. It's two hundred years old. It's set on forty acres. It's got all the bells and whistles that you would accept or expect from a castle. It's got towers, it's got a courtyard. it's got walled gardens towers um it's been empty since the eighties when the uh when Lady Nicholson moved out um it's going to require twelve million dollars in renovations and upkeep over the next few years. So you can buy it for wow. thirty grand. You have to have twelve million cash available to invest in it. Now, nice. if you are if you are rich and smart, you could invest that money and make it back in a few years if you make it a swanky bed and breakfast type place.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Staying in a castle, put a great make. Oh my gosh. What if, what if we bought that and we made it the best Medieval Times franchise oh in my the God. world? <laughs> Jousting with an overnight experience. We wouldn't even have to buy silverware.
3: Yeah.
0: These are the good ideas, by the way, that I manage all day. Living and working with Jeff Dollar. And your third random thing for today is that a study finds couples with big age gaps more satisfied in relationships. Now, they don't say exactly what the magical number is when it comes to the age gap. Jeff and I are a 12-year age gap. I feel like that's good. George and Amal Clooney, they are... I can't do math. I shouldn't have done this.
1: Give me the numbers and I'll tell you.
0: 62 and 45.
1: Uh, They're also 12. They're 13 years.
0: Calista Flockhart, wait, and- 62 and
1: 45, 55, that's 10, 15, 67, 18, they're 18 years, sorry. Callista Flockhart
0: and Harrison Ford are 58 and 80,
1: that's 22 years. That that might be pushing it.
0: That might be pushing it. Um, Catherine Zeta Jones and Michael Douglas, she is 53, he's 78.
1: The scale changes because if you think of Harrison Ford and Calista Flockhart, right? They've been together forever. Right. But he had been legally drinking for two years when she, for a year when she was born. Mm-hmm. If he's 30, you know, mm-hmm. and she's nine, that's creepy. 80 and... You were a teenager when I was born. I know.
0: That creep you out? It's a little creepy. Mm-hmm.
1: But then when you get older, it becomes less...
0: It's yeah, a, I feel like there scale. is a magic number because I feel like if you're it's 80 to, and 32 like that would not work.
1: It's supposed to be half of the man's age plus 7. Where did you learn that? I don't know. I've just heard it a million times. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So and- so that's what the woman's age is. So if you're 60 you shouldn't be dating anyone younger, than, in theory, younger than 37. Yeah.
0: And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to that upside past cast peace to you
4: hey jeff i think the reason Kate's gate um people were so not on her side is because it's not believable um so she's saying that she was so she was observing her child but yet she was close enough which she would have had to have been a few feet away to hear an adult person say that to a child i'm not saying it couldn't happen But if you were that close, if you're telling me she was that close to the party going on, the mother, and didn't say to her child, hey, you know what? This isn't a party for us. Like, don't grab any cake. It just doesn't make sense that the adult would be hovering as well, like, that close. So I don't believe it. And I think that's why people came down so hard on her. I think she made it all up. Okay, bye.
3: Hey Kelly and Jeff, this is Lisa. So I had a call about the PTO thing that's been talking about for a couple weeks. I run an HR department here in Atlanta and this is the number one thing that I tell people, use your PTO. That's your money. Those are your days. Do not let that go back to your company. In my company situation, it's a use it or lose it. So you definitely don't want to let those disappear. That is losing money. So use your PTO use all of your total rewards. If you don't know what your company offers benefits-wise, go to your HR people. That's what we're here for. Say, hey, what other benefits are there for me? My company is great. We have like a pet porting reimbursement, cell phone reimbursement, gym deals. Like, There's probably stuff that you're missing out on just because you don't know. And HR people, I think, have a bad rap and we're all kind of scary and people don't want to talk to us. But that's what we're here for, to answer all these questions. So make sure you're taking advantage of every single benefit your company has to offer, because that's what they're there for. And you're working your butt off for them. So take advantage of everything they have to offer, especially the PTO. And for any of the like the company leaders, business owners out there, set the example for your staff. Make sure you're taking your PTO, because this hustle culture is not healthy. I was like that in my 20s, and it totally wrecked me mentally and physically. Use your PTO, because if you don't, you will use it. Okay, have a good weekend. Bye.
4: Hi, Kelly and Jeff. Just listening um, about the cake situation, and I think the only time it is appropriate for an adult to behave that way is if they've recently been released from a detention facility, or maybe if they came from another planet and they just or maybe if they were raised by other animals, and this is just their first outing with humans. Um, I think that would be the only appropriate time that is so cool. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Heather catching up on the show on a long drive home from Florida and calling on the June 7th show of The Office of Heart. So One small world thing is that I worked in the same office as Star when Jeff was there, but just didn't know he was at Star because I didn't listen to that station. I only found out about the podcast from someone who worked in the office as well. Hey, Beth. So that's how I picked back up with Jeff after a long hiatus. So we were office mates for just a little bit. Second thing about story time with Ellie Maybe you could try, like, a hybrid of Mad Libs. You know, she obviously doesn't know what nouns and verbs are, but you could ask her, okay, you know, give me a name or give me a feeling you have and, like, fill out a Mad Libs and tell a little funny story to her, and she feels part of the creation of that as well. Anyway, have enjoyed catching up on the shows and love you guys. Bye
1: stop waiting. You don't need a book. You don't need a coach. You don't need a degree. You don't need a mentor.
3: You don't need a supplement. You don't need a vacation. You don't need a backup plan. You just need to start.